0: wake up west georgia it's time for the podcast powered by coffee and mountain dew the morning five with bryce sparling and billy lindahl wake
1: up west georgia it's time for your favorite morning podcast it's the morning five for tuesday august 9th 2022 and it's brought to you by the parian lawyers nobody wakes up thinking man
0: i hope i hire a lawyer today but hey
1: Bryce, this is two days in a row that I'm just going to do a hard pass on. Uh,
0: it is National Rice Pudding Day. And I'm going to give you a little peek behind the curtain for the rest of this week. The rest of this week, not great food days, unfortunately. We have like an undefeated like two weeks, I feel like, on food days. This week is quite the bummer. I I don't think I've ever had rice pudding. I lo- I looked at the pictures. It does not look like something that would be appetizing to me.
1: Yeah, it's not something good.
0: No. Yeah, a, it looks well, like a it looks like a crappy tapioca pudding. And I love tapioca pudding, but this looks like a crappy version of it. I don't know. Uh, I would try it because I've never had it before, uh, and I'm always up to trying foods at least once. But this does not look like something that would be on my normal rotation of food.
1: So Bryce has some fantasy football sleepers coming up, and, he, and, and uh, the uh, college football... Coaches poll came out yesterday, so we're going to talk about that too, but first, let's talk about the Braves and the Red Sox just coming up, uh, this two, quick two-game series, Charlie Morton on the hill tonight against uh, Rich Hill, uh, game one, uh, Kyle Wright and Pavetta tomorrow, the Red Sox aren't where they used to be, especially no, the close. last couple of years. So that's that's a good thing for for us tonight. We need to get back on the bump because I mean that's we've we've lost three in a row for the first time all year. Um, we we need a good win, like ASAP.
0: We need a series sweep here. I yeah. know it's only two games, but there's no reason we shouldn't go up and take both of these uh, from Boston. And it'll be interesting to see what what Morton and Wright do because Morton hasn't really strung together back-to-back dominant outings really uh, all season. I mean, he's had he's had good back-to-back outings, but it, it'd be nice to see that six and two-thirds no-earned runs followed up with another, you know, maybe six or seven innings, one or two earned runs uh, because, I mean, he's gone just from the start of July. He's gone zero earned runs, two, five, zero, four, zero, uh, so he does have some sprinkling, some uh, mattering of good starts in there. It'll be nice to see if he can string together back-to-back good starts. And Kyle Wright's sort of the same. I mean, his his July was great. Zero earned runs. Three, two, two, two. You'll take that all day long from Kyle Wright. The last outing against the Mets was sort of atro- atrocious. Six yeah. innings, seven hits, six earned runs, four home runs, two walks. It'll be nice to see if Kyle Wright can get back on track against uh, – like you said before, Billy, a Boston team that's not nearly where it has been the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years maybe as uh, perennial uh, World Series contenders. I mean, this is a team that is last right now in the AL East, and the, red, or the uh, Toronto Blue Jays just put up, what, 27 points against them a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. So this, yeah. Is, this, is not the, this is not the Red Sox of the old. The Braves should go up there and, and get this uh, series sweep.
1: Kirby Yates, uh, who has been on a rehab assignment, had another really good start. Should be called up before the weekend, which is good because you know that was that was part of why we sent Will Smith out was because we knew that Kirby Kirby Yates was on his way up. So hopefully we'll get him back. That'll help out the bullpen as much as we can. So that that'll be good. Uh, the Mets won last night, so we are now seven, a full seven games back which just absolutely blows since 1986 the Mets have won the division three times appeared in the playoffs six times and appeared in the World Series twice losing both times the Braves have won the division 19 times winning the World Series twice and appearing in a total of six times season a ain't over
0: Okay, not by a long so, shot baby
1: so we've still got time to catch up but but and, and I'll say this Bryce and I, I know that you and I will see things a lot differently this this season just feels like this may not be the season that the Braves have to win the win the division. Like, I it's just that's just how it feels right now because the Mets have a really good team and it doesn't seem like they're gonna Mets it. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. In the past, I, I, don't, always I don't disagree with you at all. No, so they've always had that they're gonna Mets it, and now I haven't seen it.
0: I don't disagree with you at all, man. I, I can say right now pretty pretty firmly that right now the Mets are a better team than the Braves. Now, baseball is a game of who is hot late. So that's what I'm most worried about. And if we don't win the division, that's fine. As long as we get the wild card, which it does look like we will get. Uh, as long as we can get hot at the right time, hopefully we can get Ozzie back. Um, it also looks like Soroka, I don't know how long we've said this, but Sor- Soroka is on his way back to the majors. Um, he will start his simulated games, I believe, this week. That uh, is working his way towards a rehab start. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that progresses. That'd be nice to get him back for sort of a late push. Um, I'm not going to say we're out of the division, but I, I believe you're 100% right, Billy. It doesn't feel like right now this is a team that's good enough to win the division because the Mets are a solid squad, and they're not screwing it up now that you know we kind of thought the Mets were going to do. Uh, they're not metting as you said yeah and, and that's unfortunate for us all right Bryce uh, let's
1: look at some fantasy football sleepers and busts now are these fantasy football sleepers and busts from you or from some other uh, publication
0: uh, these are from about 13 or 14 publications that I subscribe to for fantasy football okay. um, yeah and most of these are me looking at sort of a list doing some research and choosing who i think are going to be a a, a sleeper or a bus they give a lot more a lot of them i don't agree on uh these are the ones that i do agree on so this is taken from oh man i probably close to at least a dozen different fantasy football publications that uh, i've gone over so far this year um so we're gonna go with sleepers and these first two and i say sleeper <laughs> It's kind of hard to be a sleeper in the quarterback because there's only 32 of them in the NFL. Right. Uh, but th- but these first two are some NFL, sleeper, NFL quarterback sleepers that I think you can get later in your draft. Derek Carr, I believe, is going to have a massive year out there in Las Vegas. He was an MVP candidate last year before uh, What's-His-Nuts got fired out there. Um, why am I forgetting his name now? What's, uh, what was Gruden? the head coach? G- Gruden. Yes, thank you. Uh, he was an MVP candidate before Gruden got fired. Uh, and then one of his wide receivers had that unfortunate accident in Vegas with the, the drinking and driving and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so Derek, Derek Carr is a fantastic option this year, especially with his new wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Matt Ryan, I think he is a massive, massive sleeper this year. Actually, I will be trying to draft him in a lot of my leagues. Um, I think he is going to benefit from a, the best offensive line in the NFL and the best running back in the NFL this year. Um, he's just got to get some healthy wide receivers out there. And then Trey Lance. Um, From everything I've heard in training camp, Trey Lance is a dude, and Brandon Ayuk is going to be a massive, massive add-on for the 49ers this year, uh, not to mention Debo Samuel. So I think Trey Lance is a sleeper. At running back, we got Miles Sanders and A.J. Dillon. Uh, I like both of these because I don't think either one of their passing games are going to be terribly strong this year, and I believe their teams will be leading in a lot of the games that they will be in. Sort of my philosophy for running backs is try to get a running back on a team that you know is going to be leading a lot because in the fourth quarter, they're going to be wanting to run the ball and run the clock out. So get a get a running back on a good team. Uh, and then at wide receiver, um, two names that'll be, uh, one name will be very common to us and then the other name will be uh, very common to all the Falcons players. Chris Olave and Drake London. Uh, I love Olave this year. Jameis Winston almost made it onto my sleeper list. I'm a big fan of Winston this year and I think Chris Olave could have a massive year alongside Michael Thomas down there in New Orleans. And then Drake London, everything I've seen of him in training camp, that guy looks like an absolute bona fide stud. And he's really going to be the only wide receiver threat the Falcons have. Uh, I know Cordero Patterson are probably coming to be out of the backfield in the slot a little bit, and then you'll have Kyle Pitts tied in. Uh, But down the field, Drake London is going to be either Mariota or Desmond Ritter's main target. So uh, I think Drake London could be a good late-round sleeper pick a wide receiver so two two rookie wide receivers for your your last sleepers so that's awesome yeah and don't expect those rookie wide receivers to produce after probably about week 12 those will be big pop guys that'll probably have a nice little mid-season kind of bulk of the points will happen in the mid-season you know weeks one through three they're getting their feet wet Uh, Then you'll probably have six or seven weeks there where they are great fantasy producers. And then usually later on in the season, the rookies kind of lose steam. So, uh, but yeah, Chris Olave and Drake London are my uh, sleeper wide receivers. Okay, how about some busts? All right, some busts. These quarterbacks are going to be pretty controversial because two of these quarterbacks are some of the best in the league. Uh, My quarterback busts, and I'm I'm saying busts because of where they're being drafted right now or where they perceive to be drafted. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he is probably going to be Q- QB1, taking off the the board in a lot of drafts. Uh, either him, Mahomes, somewhere up there, uh, TV12. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a good year this year. I mean, he has no one to throw to up there. I, I see. I mean, Sammy Watkins, that wide receiver core is absolutely terrible. Um, I'm not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers this year. I know he's he's back-to-back MVP winner, but I'm not a massive fan of Aaron Rodgers this year uh, in fantasy. Kyler Murray. I'm also not a big fan of him. I think he's going to take a massive step down. I think he is horribly overrated. Uh, plus, I believe um, the new Call of Duty comes out in the middle of the year this year. So that'll hurt his fantasy numbers. <laughs> and and Joe Burr, I'm putting this on there because I, there has to be a downside from last year. I don't think he can keep up the massive numbers he had last year. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Joe Burr fan. I love Joey Burrow. Uh, Joey football is one of my favorite players in the NFL. I hope I'm wrong here because I love that kid, uh, but I don't I don't see him being able to maintain the upward trajectory he had last year. I think he's still going to be a serviceable quarterback, but I don't believe he is uh, going to be a top five fantasy quarterback. Uh, and the, the running back position, I, I, I wrote this before um, uh, the news came out about Kareem Hunt wanting to be traded. Nick Chubb. He is a running back that kind of suffers from a weird offense. Uh, There were a lot of times last year where the Browns just should have ran the ball and they would have won games, and they didn't. They continued to throw it. And early on in the season, right now at least, you're not going to have – I mean, you're going to have a serviceable quarterback there and Jacoby Brissett, but you're not going to have a a great passing game to outweigh the running game. So they're going to load the box on the Cleveland Browns on Nick Chubb. Uh, if kareem hunt leaves nick chubb might come off my busts list but the split carries that they're gonna have to have between kareem hunt and nick chubb plus the fact that they're not gonna have a a real great passing game for the first six games at least kind of hurts nick chubb's fantasy uh fantasy role in my opinion and then cordero patterson i don't I, i guess bust isn't the right word for cordero patterson But I think last year was an anomaly for him. I don't believe he's going to be back up in the fantasy realm where he was last year. I believe he'll be a very serviceable running back. Uh, But a lot of people are treating him as a top five running back in the league, which I don't believe he'll be able to produce again. Uh, And then busts on the wide receiver front. Amari Cooper with the Browns. Once again, this is just because of the quarterback situation up there in Cleveland. Right now, it could be Jacoby Brissett for six games. It could be Jacoby Brissett for 12 games. They could get Sean Watson back. I just don't know. So I'm not very high on Amari Cooper just because of the quarterback that's going to be throwing to him that I know. Uh, and the DK Metcalf out in Seattle, uh, his quarterback is Drew Locke, and that's all you should know. I think DK Metcalf is a great wide receiver, but the fact that it's Drew Locke that's going to be throwing him the ball this year, don't take DK Metcalf too high in the wide receiver front.
1: The fact that you have Cordero Patterson out there, and and I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong at all. Um, you know, it's it would be super difficult to replicate what he did last year, because what he did last year was just ridiculous. But he's not he's really not a running back. He's a he is a just he's a wide receiver that can run the ball. You know what I mean? And it's just... Yeah. The fact that they have him listed as a running back is interesting, but I think he'll get touches every single game, and that's the only thing that that kind of will take me out of the bust category, because I think, especially in PPR leagues, he, he would get uh, a lot of you know, points from that point, point of view.
0: And this all goes out the r- window, and ESPN has done this before, if they can classify Cordero Patterson as a wide receiver and a running back. I've seen it before in ESPN fantasy, which they should do with Cordero Patterson. Right now, he's just a running back. Uh, if they bump him up to a running back and a wide receiver, the bust goes out the window because of how versatile it is. But, yeah, I've seen Cordero Patterson being ranked in the top five running backs fantasy-wise uh, in in leagues, and I, that's just that's way too high for me.
1: And the other thing that a lot of people, and I swear, there's a lot of people that listen to us will – Will argue with me. The other thing that's a big factor of this isn't have Matt Ryan thrown to him, and that's that's going to take away a lot of of carries and, and a lot of touches, in my opinion, because Matt Ryan just knew how to get the ball out, and it, and I'm not saying Mariota doesn't or um, Desmond Ritter doesn't, but I just there's just a difference, man. Like I, I'm I've always been a big fan of Matt Ryan, and I, and what he did last year was. Good with hardly anybody
0: On the team And pay attention to the quarterback position in Atlanta If Desmond Ritter takes over at quarterback See if you can go ahead and trade For Kyle Pitts Because Pitts is going to go His numbers are going to soar if Desmond Ritter comes in at quarterback yeah, No joke Alright Bryce, the college football uh, Coaches poll dropped
1: yesterday And I'm not really surprised by The top five, but one of them I'm really surprised at Oh, do tell. So, Bama is number one. I, I don't think anybody is really surprised by that. I know Georgia fans are probably upset because of of what happened, but
0: it, well, it is, I don't. I don't think it. if Georgia fans think about it for a second, they shouldn't be upset. I mean, Georgia sent an unprecedented amount of talent into the NFL last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at this. I'm looking at this coach's poll now, and I got to bring up something when we're done talking about it because this is hilarious that I just saw. But continue. Sorry, Billy. Uh,
1: Ohio State is, is at number two, and UGA is at number three. So, top yeah. three, I think top three are for probably interchangeable. They could they could be moved in and out. And and you and I, when, when this dropped yesterday, we both said that the rest of the poll really doesn't matter. I think it's probably up to the top three about uh, who will end up being at the end of the year. Because I, every I single publication has... Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State being in the championship or
0: somewhere around there, right? Yeah, I think Bama's question is, can Bryce Young repeat as the Heisman Trophy candidate and hopeful? Can Ohio State's defense actually get 11 people on the field and play? Uh, and then UJ's offense, we'll see what they do. And how do they replace a lot of people on defense? But yeah, those those three teams have sort of separated themselves from the rest of college football.
1: And I can't wait to talk. Uh, we're going to be able to talk with... Um, somebody this week from uh, Sports Illustrated for UGA, so I cannot, cannot wait on that, and that's tomorrow night. So hopefully that'll drop uh, Thursday, maybe? But number four. Number four is the question mark for me. Why is Clemson at number four, Bryce?
0: Yeah, I guess track record, Dabo's still there. Um, he's lost Brett Vettables, so that's kind of the crutch he's leaned on. DJ Ulunglulale does not look like a dude. Um... I, I don't know. This is the only This is the only thing inside the top 10, really, that kind of struck me as odd. I, I would probably drop Clemson down closer around somewhere like 7, 8, or 9. Um, I'm not very high on Clemson, but I understand why they're there. It's track record. They've done it before. Uh, Dabo's still there. So, uh, you know, I can kind of understand why, but I don't agree with it. And then finally, at the top five, uh, Notre Dame rolls
1: out the top five. Uh, there were, there were, yeah, I guess, and we're gonna, we're gonna see what Marcus Freeman, and that's, that's what's gonna be fun for us is the fact that, if Notre Dame's five, then that means we've got a top five matchup going up against Ohio State and Notre Dame in week one, which,
0: yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Marcus Freeman has done with Notre Dame. Notre Dame being a national power is good for college football, just like when Texas is, just like when USC is. Um, So it'll be nice to see if Notre Dame is actually a number five team. Uh, You know, going through the rest of the top ten, Michigan six, Texas A&M seven, Utah eight, Oklahoma nine, Baylor ten. One of the ones who I think is vastly underrated is Oregon at 12. I believe Oregon, I I think Oregon's a top five team. Uh, I'd I'd like to see Oregon at that number four spot instead of Clemson or Texas A&M at that number four spot instead of Clemson. I think Oregon is vastly underrated right now. Uh, something that's funny to me, Billy. Texas is 18th, but they did receive one vote for number one in the coaches poll. Who the hell voted for Texas as the <laughs> number one team? I, I have no idea. I want I mean, to know. I mean, Bama Bama got 54 votes. So Ohio State did? got five. Georgia got six. It had to be Sark, right? Like, <laughs> it had to be Sark. You just vote for your own team at one, right? <laughs> that's that's what it is. That's that's the most Steve Sarkeesian thing I think I've heard in a long time. Jesus. <laughs> All right, Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Softball last night, Central at East Calwita. It was a scrimmage. I could not find a score for that Me this neither. morning. It's it's tough to find those scrimmage scores sometimes because they're not always uh, published in the publications that we always look at uh, But Mount Zion did fall to Paulding County 9-19 last night. I'm glad they even got the game in um you know it was it was inclement weather all around us it was weird billy in the little pocket we were in at villarica football practice last night it sprinkled a little bit and that was it so we uh we got away with some of the rain but i know our, our incredible pulp sponsors got rained out at the mill in villarica um, because of lightning so uh, yeah, little there pockets was, of rain there were
1: storms all around carroll county and, and, and harrison county last night so yeah we that got we got a clear
0: pocket for football practice last night thank goodness uh, on the Stumpet Games and Events calendar tonight, for softball, we have Falden at Temple at 5.30, Callaway at Herd County at 6, Cedartown at Bremen at 5, Woodward Academy at Mount Zion at 5.30, and Lithia Springs at Villarica at 5.55. And then on the volleyball front, we have high school volleyball starting today. Carrollton at Alatoona versus Carrollton uh, or Alatoona or New Manchester. Is that a doubleheader tonight, Billy, at 5.30? Yeah, so it's... Carrollton is going to Alatoona and they're
1: facing Alatoona and New Manchester. Um, that's, gotcha. that's how I've gotten it written down. So we'll, when we're going through these, this is how it's going to be. Heard County will be at Harrelson County, and they'll face off against Harrelson County and Temple. And then Temple will be at Harrelson County,
0: obviously, at facing off against Har- Harrelson County. Um, so what, do most volleyball teams play doubleheaders when they go to, yes. to these things? Okay, yeah. that, makes sense. that makes sense. How long is a volleyball game? It's not that long, is it? Mm-hmm. What, like an hour, maybe forty-five maybe. minutes to an hour. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know what? I can, I think I can safely say I've never been to a to a volleyball game. I might have to get out to a volleyball That's game. Change this, this, this year. year. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a volleyball game.
1: All right, let's get to another cup of coffee. Brought to you by Han- <laughs> Realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, yesterday, Baltimore Ravens uh, signed kicker Justin Tucker to a four-year NFL extension, becomes the highest-paid. NFL kicker ever. Good for you, Justin
0: Tucker. Absolutely, good. One hundred percent deserves it. He's the most accurate kicker in the past ten years. Uh, he's hit something like ninety-one percent of all of his kicks with a minimum of uh, hundred kicks taken. So good for you, Justin Tucker. I think it was uh Do you remember the the numbers on the deal? No, I don't. Uh, I think it's something like twenty-one million, uh, somewhere around there. It's yeah. a. Uh, yeah. It's a. It's a lot. Twenty-four million uh source said 24 million uh uh three or four years i think somewhere around there but yeah a lot of money for a kicker well deserved
1: uh kevin durant he's he's still not traded uh but (laughs) he has told the team to choose between him and the team's general manager and coach
0: yeah they're they're gonna they're gonna choose the general manager and coach here i would think i don't know when they're gonna trade kd i don't know i don't know how a team has enough draft capital to trade for kd um, this is a weird situation, man. And
1: Chris, I know that uh, you. And, and the bad thing for me is, I know that you wanted KD in Atlanta. With stuff like this, when I hear like this, I I don't want any part of that. Like I don't want that can, kind of cancer in my locker room. I don't care how good he is. Like I don't want that. You know what I mean?
0: Like yeah, out I get it. Just, I'm I'm a straight up dick.
1: You know what I mean? Well, and, uh,
0: uh, yeah, no, I, I, no. I I understand Ooh. people don't want KD, but he's arguably a top five uh basketball player in his generation so i mean you know you take the good with the bad i still want him in atlanta uh, despite how kind of crappy of a person he seems to be as a good basketball player but you know it it comes with it comes with downs you know It, it comes with baggage so i understand anybody who doesn't want him. Even on the NBA side, don't want KD. I completely understand it. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes or if he even goes somewhere. Shoot, he might not play this year. All right.
1: Uh, The NFL says Green Bay Packers' uh, Aaron Rodgers' use of ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Didn't violate the drug policy.
0: (laughs) This dude is so goofy, man. He's the weirdest. He's so odd. He's the weirdest guy ever. (laughs) I love Aaron Rodgers. He looks
1: like freaking Cameron Poe
0: a thousand percent he is cameron poe man yeah he uh he did ayahuasca down in costa rica or somewhere uh and he said he, he I don't know, he had a whole diatribe on pat McAfee talking about he had to learn to love himself before he could love his teammates and apparently ayahuasca what it does is like you throw up and then hallucinate it's that dude is the dude is the most west coast dude i think of anybody i've ever seen on tv And he went to he went to cal didn't he yes he did yeah he okay. is he is super West Coast. He is a Woodstock reincarnate.
1: <laughs> uh, Jason Hayward, the J-Hay kid, despite another year left on his contract, will not be back with the Chicago Cubs in 2023. This coming from uh, Team President Jed Hoyer. That's just.
0: Well, I wonder where he's going to land.
1: <sighs> Don't know.
0: Would you have any interest on in kicking the tires on uh, Mister Jay hay No. Really? No. Zero interest. Zero interest. Wow, he's only 33, man. He's already He's my and, age.
1: Yeah, and and look at his stats.
0: Uh, they look good. Why is Why is Baseball Reference doing this? This is weird. <sighs> None of these stats are making sense. I'm I'm looking at the stats and like it's all jumbled up. Something's wrong with the URL. There's something's wrong with the net code on Baseball Reference. That's weird. I've never seen this. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I, I don't because know. Jason Hayward' his stats aren't great right now. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> J- Jason Hayward's team goes in there and like, like messes it all. Okay, ESPN. ESPN has his stats. Uh, he's hitting 204 this year with one home run and ten RBI. So I mean, he could take a Cunha spot. I mean, him and a Cunha are about uh, on par with each oh, other. This shut year. up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, You've he's starting like, to like Play Harden. <laughs> oh, hey. Funny enough, today is Jason Hayward's birthday. Hey, good. Happy hey. birthday, Jay Hay. Happy birthday, Jason. Happy birthday. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll always remember Jay Hay for homering in like two or three straight opening day baseball games. So, Dude, you know. his,
1: his rookie year home run against Sambrano. Oh, my God. I, I will never, ever forget that home run the day I die.
0: Billy, Jason Hayward, Hall of Famer or not? No. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you joking? I agree.
1: Good <laughs> <laughs> lord. And finally today in 1946, uh the first time all Major League Baseball games, there were eight of them, were played at night.
0: That's kind of shocking, 1946. That's I'm surprised they had lights in eight ballparks back then. Yeah, in the
1: Interesting thing for me is that had to have meant like the Cubs were, have been around for a long time, right? Oh yeah. Um, the Cubs didn't get lights in Wrigley until like the late seventies.
0: So it ha- I wish I could have found what I have to see what ballparks it was because I, I assume Fenway was one of them probably. I don't know. That's a good I don't know. I I'll, I'll have to look. Yeah. That that'll be an interesting stat. You know what? I don't I don't need to look. I just need to ask our friend uh Charles Jetmore because I'm sure he was there. Oh, so right. he probably would, he probably one. knows he, he was probably at all eight of them simultaneously. Just remember the Braves weren't in Atlanta at that point. <laughs> of course, he could have been paddling down the Mississippi that <laughs> week. That's what it was. He was road tripping. You know how these guys—you know how these guys get in the vans and they go to uh, ballpark to ballpark. That's what Jet was doing on the Mississippi. How many ballparks can Charles Jetmore go to on the Mississippi River by paddling down it? He just paddles down it, gets to a ballpark. Moore's for one day gets back God. into it after the ball game. Keeps on going down, baby. I love
1: that man with all of my heart. I really do. He is the greatest. What he
0: didn't tell you is he took a detour down the Ohio so he could go watch the Cincinnati <laughs> Reds play. Uh, just, it's just a quick detour right down the Ohio. And and guys,
1: please please understand that we're not mocking Jet. Like that's we are we legitimately do love this man. Like he is the greatest person in our.
0: We know he really is. I, is. I arguably text Jet more more than just about anybody <laughs> in my cell phone. I, I text Jet Moore at least daily, just something dumb to try to get him smiling. Oh god! All right, Bryce, you got anything else? Nah, man. Let's get out of here. On today is Tuesday. I legit thought today was Wednesday. Today is Tuesday. Yep. All right, Bryce have a game
1: against the Red Sox tonight, so hopefully we can get that that dub and. Uh, We'll catch you tomorrow morning. Same time, same place.
0: Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.